Watch out, Doc. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. Do you have questions or need advice for all the aches and pains in your life? We're here to help. This is Doc Talk with Hans Olsen, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, man, I'm so excited for Doc Talk this week. And and I love this. And I I, am so grateful to the University of Utah Health for putting on back-to-back-to-back weeks of Doc Talk. I, I know we've had so many great callers and so many great questions that we've got to keep bringing these physicians out to answer some of your questions. And we've got a great show put together for you today. Dr. Chris Gee, one of our favorites here on Doc Talk, coming back for another round with us. Dr. Gee, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm just glad to hear your voice. I'm glad that you're <laughs> on the line, that you're ready to go. How's, how's COVID life doing for you, brother? Oh, you know, I think it's crazy uh, for us as it is for everybody else. (laughs) Kind of wild out there. It's extremely wild. And and Dr. Gee, this is our our fourth week in a row doing Doc Talk because we know there's a real need out there for just medical advice in general. And so we appreciate all the physicians, all the, the great doctors for coming on with us. We had Dr. Monson. Last week we had Dr. Mack. And uh, Dr. Mack told me to tell you that they're you, they're following it all up with the best of the best with Dr. Gee. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's, my best. it's the truth. So, Dr. Gee, obviously a veteran of Doc Talk, and what we do here. If you're new to this, if you're just tuning in, you're like, "What's this all about?" This is a platform. It's an opportunity for you to call in with any of your medical questions and get some advice from Dr. Gee and these board-certified physicians from University of Utah Health. These are the physicians that take care of the University of Utah football team. This, these are the, the physicians that take care of the Utah Jazz. These are the guys that take care of our professional athletes, our collegiate athletes right here in the great state of Utah, and you have access to them right now by calling 855-340-9663. Again, that's 855-340-9663 if you just need some medical advice. And Dr. Gee, over the last four weeks, we have had the gambit. I mean, we have gone through so many different issues because I, I think injuries kind of stockpiled. And I, and I know that injuries have slowed down, but I also know people haven't been as willing to come in to seek medical attention. Is did, Have you guys found that being part of the problem with this COVID shutdown as elective surgeries backed off that people are now kind of sitting on their injuries and not going in and seeking advice and medical attention? For sure. Yeah. It's a really tough issue because a lot of patients, you know, you still get injured even though you're at home and you're just doing different things. Um, and they're very uncomfortable trying to come to the doctor. It's You're unsure if anybody's even open or people can see you. And so a lot of times these injuries have sat around for a bit. Um, but we're definitely happy to get, get people seen whether or not it's in person or by, by a virtual visit, uh, but this is a nice way to kind of 
hopefully help give some people some guidance. So if you need a little guidance, if you've got a knee injury that you can't figure out, if you had surgery on a shoulder or an elbow, if you were out running, you've strained something, you don't know where the pain's coming from, if you've got a child that's been active that hurt his his shoulder or his fingers or his hand or his foot, this is an opportunity to call in and get some free medical advice. Again, that number, 855 340 Nine six six three to jump on Doc Talk with us and and Doctor Gee before we jump out to the phone lines, I, I had this in my notes that I wanted to get to this because you and I have talked in the past. You are a huge believer in physical fitness, and sure. I, and and I know that you are very concerned with our general population and their fitness. How much worry do you have with this COVID shutdown that, that people aren't getting the physical activity that they needed or that they're used to? And give us some advice for getting that physical activity. Yeah, this is this has honestly been a big problem. And you've talked about patients um, waiting to get in to be seen. I, I've seen a number of patients that were treating their problem with you know ongoing exercise, whether or not that was at the gym or just walking or swimming. And once everything closed down, they, they didn't have access to that anymore. And it's been a real struggle to keep people healthy. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's weird without gyms and things open, but there are things you can do. You know, trying to get out and uh, even just walk, uh, that can help. Um, finding some ways in your, in your house to do some videos. You know, my wife, I see her doing Zumba on the on YouTube all the time nowadays. <laughs> so there's ways to get around it, but you definitely have to be creative. Come on now. It's not just your wife. I, Dr. Gee, come on. You're doing some Zumba nowadays, aren't you? You don't want to see my Zumba, that's for sure. <laughs> so getting online and just finding some videos and, and doing some in-home workouts, I'm worried about it too. And I'll be honest, the first four weeks of shutdown, I did really well. But the last four weeks, I have fallen off the wagon. I'm, I'm really struggling just, you know, in what I'm eating. I'm overeating and and I'm not working out enough. So uh, I, I myself need to recognize these things and try to get out there and start getting getting some of the the uh, the exercise that I need. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all worried about what COVID's going to do and we're worried about our physical health. But you also got to think about your mental health, you know, and, and exercise and getting out and being fit is a big part of keeping a good uh, mental health. And so I've seen a lot of patients that have struggled with that as well. And so, yeah, maintaining that, trying to get out and do something fun and hopefully sports will sometime return and, and make us all happy again. Right. That's absolutely right. Um, Dr. Gee, our phone lines are ready. Are you ready to jump out and take some calls? Sure, yeah. All right, let's do this. Our first one up for the day. Derek, you're up first with Dr. Gee. What's your question for the doc? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I've got um, so I've got the plantar fasciitis, I guess. I'm a runner, and it's weird. It doesn't hurt when I'm running, but just like when if I'm walking or sitting down, it flares up there in the middle of my foot where the arch is, and I've tried um, soles in the shoes, and I've tried – um, compression socks. I've tried different stretches, and it's been there for I don't know a couple months. Yeah, um, no injury to your foot or anything like that. No. And and do you have a 
pretty flat foot or, or would you say you got a normal arch? I think normal, pretty, I think I would say pretty average. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that the plantar fascia basically, for those of you who don't know, it's just a piece of tissue that goes from your heel out to your toes on the bottom of your foot. Um, can get really painful uh, because it gets tight and gets inflamed. And it's a tough condition, especially in somebody who's active. I wonder if when you're running, if maybe you're not coming down on your heel, which is a good thing, um, and maybe that's why you're not feeling it as much. Have you try ever tried um, putting on a night splint at all? No. Okay. So what you want to try to do is, is stretch out that plantar fascia. And sometimes just doing stretches of the calf can help through the day. But I've had some patients use what's called a night splint, um, and you can get it off, off of, uh, order it online. There's either a boot or even a sock version where you basically put it on your foot and it pulls your toes back up kind of towards your knee. And it um, just stretches that out at night. And that can help, um, particularly if you have you know, walking pain or pain in the morning um, is another option. Um, but yeah, a lot of times this ends up, you know, needing more and we, we can do other injections or other ultrasound-based treatments that can, can help that um, to help you get on top of it. Is this one, is this just, is it plantar fasciitis? Is that what it is? Uh, that's what I'm guessing it is. I mean, it's, it's pain right around the arch of my foot. Is that is that your thought, Doctor Gee? Yeah. Does it does it bother you in the morning, or when do you get it? It's random times throughout the day. I mean, yeah, morning as I as I get up, but um, sometimes it happens when I'm just walking. Sometimes it happens when I'm just sitting down. Um, yeah. do, do, have you it, have, yeah. have you had any uh, weight gain or anything like that recently? No. Okay. You know, Doctor Gee, I was I was thinking back. I I had a pretty significant weight gain between my freshman and sophomore years in college, and mm-hmm. I th- that plantar fasciitis went berserk on me. And you talked oh, about okay. that night sock or or that night boot, and that thing was a lifesaver for me. It, absolute yeah. lifesaver. It just it changed it changed the game. My my ability to wake up get into the weight room because we always had early morning lifts, get in the weight room and feel, feel like I could at least extend the foot and get some work done. Yeah, exactly. They can really help. It, it, it can be a little hard to sleep with, as I'm sure you can attest to, but, but yeah, they, that can help. Um, but, you know, Hans, you make a good point. Hans, you make a good point about um, the, this may not always be just plantar fasciitis. You know, we, we think when we've got pain on the bottom of the foot, that's definitely one of the things you start thinking about. But there, you know, if, it, if it's not getting better despite doing some of those conservative things, that's a good time to get in and, and get looked at, you know, and, and see, hey, maybe there's um, some abnormality of the bones in there or other uh, soft tissues that need to be addressed um, that wouldn't get better with just plantar fasciitis treatment. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call, Derek. Great call. That's exactly what we're looking to do is just get you some help and help you understand what it is your your body is doing and why you're having these issues. And I, I do love the Doc Talk format, and you don't have to get out a credit card. You don't have to get out an insurance card. You don't get in a waiting room. You just call 855-340-9663. With that phone call, that opens up a line. 
855-340-9663. Jamie, you're up next with Dr. Gee. What's your question for the doctor? Hey, Dr. Gee. Uh, last night, my daughter was on the trampoline, and her she's 12 years old, and her kneecap popped out of place. Um, we popped it back in, and then it, you know, it swelled up. We immediately got ice on it for the whole night, got it elevated. Uh, just to pick your brain, I'm kind of waiting for the swelling to go down to get her into a doctor to kind of get, I guess, an MRI would be what I want to do, or just give it time, get a, some kind of a knee brace on it, or... Sure, yeah. Has this ever happened before for her? You know, it's funny. She said three years ago she was dancing at school, and it slightly popped, just a lot less, and it scared her and popped back into place. And uh, I don't recall her mentioning that to me or, or anything, but last night she said, oh, yeah, it happened before, but not to this degree. I mean, her kneecap was clear on the side of her leg. Oh, yeah. How, how yeah. old is she? She's 12. Oh, geez. I mean, she's, she plays soccer. She does dance. She's gymnastic stuff. It's never, ever been an issue. The, the weird thing about it is doing, my son had left some, some putty on the trampoline like uh, a couple months ago, and it's baked on. And she was stepping over to get her glasses uh, when she was done jumping on the trampoline and slipped on that slick spot where that putty is. Mm-hmm. And that's when it happened. So it wasn't like she was aggressively going after like a flip or doing anything like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, that uh, it, it's, a, it's a very painful condition uh, when your kneecap dislocates like that. And it's, it's definitely very scary. Um, when it happens, uh, a lot of times we'll see this in younger people and particularly younger females just because I'm sure as she's growing, you get laxity in the ligaments and it allows for that to be a little looser. And sometimes you get kind of some fatigue of the quad muscle and it doesn't quite hold it over. Um, okay. They'll do exactly like what you said. It, they swell up huge. Um, they get pretty painful. And so really being good about icing it the first week. She may need to get an MRI. Um, it, it, normally what I'll do with these is try to treat them conservatively the first couple of times. Um, you know, to see, hey, can we use a brace, maybe do some exercises to kind of strengthen and balance out her quad and her hips. Um, and if that will improve it, then you don't have to do anything more. But every time it slips out and for the more it slips out, it, it just stretches tissue and potentially tears a ligament that supports the, the kneecap there. So, yeah, it's it's always good to be seen and get a good evaluation of that and, and see if she's going to have more problems down the road. Hey, Dr. Gee, how much does age uh, uh, change the way you handle uh, knee dis- kneecap dislocations? Oh, yeah, that's a big, big thing with it, too. You know, for example, if you decided, hey, let's go in and fix this kneecap and, and sew it and tighten it up, she's going to continue to grow. And then you're going to have, you know, uh, abnormal wear on that kneecap. So you really want the, you know, the patient uh, athlete to be done growing, um, you know. So, so in younger people, that's always a, a concern. You want to make sure growth plates are closed and that things are going to settle out a bit um, before you, you do anything too dramatic. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's a that's a, a tough injury. 
Appreciate the call, Jamie. Um, it, that's how it's done. 855-340-9663 to jump on Doc Talk. Phone lines are open. 855-340-9663. If you got a question about a medical situation, something that's maybe happened through the COVID-19 lockdown where you haven't had an opportunity to get in and have something seen, now's the time to give us a call and see if we can walk you through a couple of ideas to get you back to good health. 855-340-9663. And Dr. Gee, when you're talking about knee dislocations, is there a is there a set number of dislocations before you finally say to somebody, yeah, get the MRI, come in? Do you do you want it checked every single time? If there is a single dislocation, even if they can reset it, come in and get checked. How do you handle that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, a lot of it depends on the the situation that they're in. You know, if if you know they've got a a really loose kneecap and it's something you're you've been working with and it slips out and comes back in and everything seems pretty normal. You don't necessarily have to repeat the MRI, but it's always good to get some imaging, whether or not you're doing an X-ray or an MRI to look at kind of the, the contour of the bone underneath the kneecap and see, is that really flat and that's what's letting it slide out? Or is there something else that maybe needs to be aligned to help them prevent having more problems down the road? Um, yeah, a lot of it will will depend on how often they've had it done and and um, what the workup has been done before. The other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, Doctor Gee, is some of the some of the different meetings and some of the things that you guys are doing through the internet. Some of these different conference meetings and Zoom meetings and um, and and the way things have kind of evolved and changed in the medical world, how much more are you guys using these virtual meetings? Yeah, it's it's been a huge learning curve for all of us, I think. Um, previously, you know, I, I have called patients on the phone but never done a real visit on any kind of a, a video format, and that's really become the go-to now over the past, you know, month or so. Um, so there's a lot of different uh, programs out there, but uh, what we we've been basically calling them up and using your smartphone or your your uh, laptop camera to kind of examine you the best we can and, and make some recommendations about what happens. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see if this stuff sticks around after COVID. Have you liked that? Have you found it to be more useful, um, more efficient? Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's the one way I, I like it is I think it's really nice for the patients that um, don't have to come out. You know, you're able to stay at your home and, and do uh, get a good, uh, you know, discussion with your doctor. My concern, at least with our specialty, is that so much of what we do is hands on. And it's really hard to be able to understand, you know, how stable a joint is or where it's really hurting just by kind of watching uh, the patient, you know, kind of examine themselves on a video. So it, it's tough. Um, I think we'd get better as we went on, you know, if, if, if we're stuck doing it for longer, but it's a little awkward right now. I'm curious how much this changed you going into the office when it initially happened. Did it? Did this completely change your life? And I, I would assume that if it completely changed yours, it would have changed most orthopedic surgeons and, and those that are in sports medicine. For sure, yeah. I mean, it, 
in general, the university sports medicine is super busy. We're, we, we, you know, are always having, uh, we have surgeons in the operating room every day. We're seeing multiple patients. Um, and that kind of came to a screeching halt, you know, as we couldn't really get into the operating rooms anymore and you couldn't get patients in to do pro uh, procedures that, uh, really we had to adjust things. And for the first couple of weeks, I, uh, basically took some time, uh, you know, I, I luckily had some time off. I was planning on going on vacation, so that didn't happen, but, um, you know, kind of stayed with the family and then just kind of worked out and mm. started doing some virtual visits as time went on. And we're starting to see more patients in the clinic, but you know, you still can't do everything that we used to do before. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was wondering how much that limited you. I, I, I do know elective surgeries were implemented, I believe it's been two weeks on Friday ago, and I know that you started seeing more patients, but is there still a process? Is there still a selective process for what surgeries you, you can do? Yes, very much so. Uh, the, the major thing that they look at with allowing procedures are is the patient going to have to spend time in the hospital like after the procedure? And so if it's a same day in and out kind of a procedure and the patient is really healthy, um, in general, you're able to get those done. And that's, that's most sports medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you start looking at like joint replacements or more complicated surgeries, they're really holding off on those just yet. Um, so it's, yeah, it's tough. And the other component is there's a lot of, you know, basis around testing and testing the patients before they come into the operating room to see if they have had exposure to COVID or they're, you know, actively positive and trying to keep those patients at home. You're listening to Doc Talk on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Let's get your phone calls in, 855-340-9663. What injury are you doing with? What pain are you dealing with? Have you had a kid that got injured? We just had a caller that had a 12-year-old jumping on a tramp, dislocated the kneecap, trying to give you some direction on how to get back to better health. Are you struggling working out? Did you get injured working out at home? All those questions. We'd love to answer them right here on Doc Talk. And I want to remind everybody out there that our injury clinic is still open. Because of COVID-19, we just asked that you call before arriving. But you've heard us talking about the injury clinic here on Doc Talk. That's every Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. And if you'd call 801-997-9955 before you show up, we'd really appreciate that. Because, you know, we're, we're still in the office while well, these doctors, these physicians are still in the office and, and they're still trying to take these things on throughout this injury clinic. But they're there to help you. It's the Ortho Injury Clinic at the University of Utah Health that is at the corner of Wakara Way and Foothill Drive. All right, let's jump back out to the phone, the phone lines. We'll go to Matt. You're up next with Dr. Gee. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, guys. Um, hey. Quickly to get out, I don't know if everybody else, anybody else is going to benefit from this. It's kind of a rare thing, but I had a bone spur on my heel that I went in and had um, removed, so they detached the Achilles and reattached everything. Um, they ended up damaging some nerves in my leg and I've been to several physical therapies, everything like that. Nothing's getting better as far as the healing of it's concerned. Um, still oversensitivity, nerve pain, things like that. My question is, I'm wondering if I should go in 
and get a second opinion on what needs to be done with this injury. Yeah, how long ago did it happen? So I've had the bone spur for about three years. I got the surgery back in November. Um, and going through physical therapy, all that type of stuff. Um, the surgeon that I've gone to says that it can, that, you know, it'll just take time to heal. I've gone to pain specialists and they say that it may be a thing called CRPS. Okay. Um, but I'm just trying to figure out if I should get in touch with somebody to get a second opinion or if I should trust what they're telling me about it. Yeah, so um, that kind of a surgery is, it's a tough one, you know, and, and we always hesitate to, you know, do you jump in and take these out because you can cause definitely some problems with the spur and, and kind of reattaching it. Um, the good news is, is that, yes, most of the time, those nerves that were injured um, in the surgery, they, they recover, but it can take a year or two. They can, they are very slow to recover. Um, and then that, that CRPS uh, is basically uh, the, the small nerves around the surgical site kind of get injured and instead of responding to just normal pressure and light touch as what they are, they interpret those as pain signals. And so instead of just feeling your sock on your foot, you feel burning, horrible pain on your foot. Um, and, and those right. are tough conditions to deal with. Um, you know, I don't think it's, it's, I, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to go and, and just talk to another provider and say, hey, is there anything else you could try? You know, and they may not, there may not be anything different to do, but, uh, you know, medicine is one of those things I think it's, it's better to have more heads sometimes and, and have some uh, other opinions just to kind of weigh in on it. I've always wondered this, Dr. Giz. Do doctors take offense to that, second opinions? It probably depends on the doctor. You know, I think there are probably some that do. I personally don't. You know, I think it's one of those things we have to realize our own imperfections and realize that we don't know everything. Um and, and we can miss stuff. And so I think it's, you know, that's where it happens. You know, I've had patients that I've seen for second opinions, and I've had patients go elsewhere to, to get a second opinion. And, and you kind of just have to say, well, you know, that's fine. Let them, you know, uh, figure out what they think is best for them. And um, so, yeah, it happens. And, and I think we need to just allow it. We need to be more uh, uh, allowing of it, I guess. Hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah, good luck with that. That's rough. So th I've I've heard that bone spurs on the bottom of the foot can be some of the most painful things you got to deal with. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. You can get it either on the plantar side or on the heel, like what you stand on, or even on the back of your heel, what would rub against your the back of your shoe. Um, and sometimes we'll find them in people, I don't know, maybe we're looking for a fracture and we'll find a spur, but it doesn't bother them at all. Mm. And then other times it can be really painful. Um, and some of that just depends on the way you walk and shoes you wear and, and other things. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a process of trying in, uh, various treatments to see what's going to work and what's going to help you the most before um, you know, trying to do uh, what's you know, the most aggressive. 
That opens up the phone line, 855-340-9663 to jump on the phone line with us. That's 855-340-9663. And it's, yeah, Dr. Gee. I was going to just say, I I, uh, wanted to verify this. Um, Our injury clinic next week is actually going to be going back to 4 to 8, Monday through Thursday, and then 12 to six on friday so we'll be going back to normal hours as things are getting hopefully more normal yeah that's like that's actually good news yeah exactly it is it is that's great news thanks for clarifying that let's jump back out to the phone lines go to tim you're up next with dr gee go ahead all right thank you for taking my call um a, a couple of things uh i've had a right shoulder that's had a problem for years and years and years uh, it seems to be more actually on the outside of my arm, but below the shoulder, kind of the bicep head or in that area. Um, I can't seem to figure out a movement or an exercise. Lat work seems to help quite a bit. Um, that's one issue. And uh, secondly, which isn't really, I don't know if it's uh, – your expertise or in your area, but I'm 65 years old. I played ice hockey my whole life. Uh, probably, oh, I'd say 15 years ago, I started having some serious leg cramp, uh, fatigue type of a situation. And it's just progressively gotten worse and worse. And no one can seem to tell me what it is, what the problem is, you know, I mean, right now I'm really uh, <clears throat> trying to supplement with magnesium and and some other things, you know, holistically, but I just can't seem to figure out who to go talk to to try to figure out why I, I'm having this muscle cramp and, and, uh, and fatigue in my lower extremities. Any help? <laughs> For sure, yeah, yeah. So um, with that, is it on both legs that you'll get it? Yeah, and the calves, is, it, the, yeah. All the big muscle groups in my legs are, I mean, it's 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 discouraging because, like I said, I've, I've played hockey my whole life, and, yeah. I mean, I can probably do maybe – uh, maybe a shift, maybe a shift and a half, 30 seconds, and I have to get back to the bench because I just have no more strength in my legs. Hmm. Um, what about if you just walk or or even walk fast? Do you, you hit a point where you start um, to get pain in the leg? Yeah, yeah, the same thing. I walk the dogs, you know, and yeah. and I get to a certain point where just my, my calves will just start to cramp so bad that, you know, I mean, I just walk through it, but it's it's very uncomfortable. You know, going upstairs yeah. sometimes if I ha- take three or four trips up and down, same thing. So I I, I just can't figure out what where to go, what yeah. to do, and and who say, to talk a, to. That's a typical hockey player just to play through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, uh, you guys are awesome. I always loved covering hockey because it was amazing what you guys would would go back out with. <laughs> Um, it, it, you know, yeah, maybe we you, just we're just knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Um, 
have you noticed this may be a random question but any skin changes of your feet or legs do they get cold or have you noticed even yeah maybe there's not as much hair on your legs as there were before yeah i've noticed all of those um probably six months ago i started to wear a full-length compression sock that's helped quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh as far as you know i'm maybe regrowing a little bit more hair. Uh, some of the veins have subsided a little bit, you know. Uh, but I have had my vein, uh, my veins checked, and and that was fine. I, I don't know if it's an arterial issue or, or what I need to do. I just don't know. I'm yeah. just... Oh, for sure, yeah. This, this is not a common thing, and uh, but I, I agree. I think it sounds like an arterial issue. Um, one of the things that can happen is, you know, we all um, build up plaque in our arteries over time, and sometimes it kind of narrows down those pipes going down to your legs. And as you can imagine, when you start to work out, you actually need more blood into the legs. But if that pipe is really constricted, it doesn't do that. And so in, in effect, the muscles getting choked off you know it's not getting the, the blood that it needs and so that's where it starts to cramp and be painful um, you can also get changes in the skin and in the hair just because it's not getting the normal blood flow that it would um, so i think what i would recommend is i'd, I'd probably see a vascular uh, surgeon um, and they, they can do a simple test where they actually check your blood pressure on your arm and a blood pressure on your ankle and compare them and see if it looks like it's low in your ankle relative to your arm and that that gives us some indication that the, the blood isn't going the way it should okay well yeah. that sounds like somewhere to start i i, I mean my <laughs> the doctors i've been to they just look at me like well what's your problem you're 65 you know you you should slow down a little bit and that's just not my mentality hmm. i yeah i'd like yeah, to be able to it. skate until i'm you know 90. <laughs> that's great yeah for sure yeah i think that's one thing i'd look at the other would maybe be even you know you can get some neuropathy in the legs um but that's usually more with like long-standing diabetes or things of that nature. and and dr gee your, your your answer would never really be you got to just stop skating would it i mean it's oh uh, no yeah not 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 us yeah you know i i think that uh you keep going as long as you can, you know, and, and be active. And sure, you're not going to be able to maybe do as many shifts in a row as you did before when you were 25. But um, no, I'm not in 20s anymore. That, I, I, I can accept that. You might have to slow yeah, down yeah. on the triple sow cows. You should well. be able to find ways to keep you going. Well, thanks. well, I appreciate your help and your input, and I'll uh, I'll follow up. Thanks for the there, call. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, great stuff there, Tim. And I, I hopefully we can get that taken care of and cleared up. But Dr. Gee, I, I know that it would be really frustrating, you know, get there in age and you're dealing with something like this, and you feel like it's going to take you off the ice and something you've done your whole life. And and I, I think for any physician to say, well, it looks like it's just time to hang up those skates. It just feels like that's the wrong thing to tell a guy. Yeah, for sure. You know, our, our first thing, uh, there are obviously times when you have to adjust your training or adjust what you're doing, but, you know, you should be able to continue to skate at least. And, um, and you know, and especially something like this, we should be able to work on 
ways around it and figure out something that that uh, that we could adjust so that he could skate and stay active. You're listening to Doc Talk here on 97.5, 12 into the zone, brought to you by University of Utah Health. If you'd like to jump on, 855-340-9663. We'll take a quick one. Come back to your phone calls. It's 855-340-9663. This is Doc Talk with Dr. Chris Gee on 97.5, 12 into the zone. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Love it. Doc Talk, we've been uh, four weeks back to back to back to back and loving all the questions and the phone calls. Keep them coming. That's what we're here for. You know, I, I give them my time. The doctors give it their time. We come on air and we take the phone calls and see if we can get you a little bit of help. It's all brought to you by University of Utah Health. That, that you know, when we're talking about Premier Healthcare, you're talking about the University of Utah Health, and they've been so helpful through this COVID situation. And we're so grateful to the physicians that take their time to jump on Doc Talk with us. 855-340-9663. And remember, when Doc Talk wraps up, We've got the movie zone that comes on next, and we're going to talk about why all these movies get keep getting pushed back further and further and further for release. But the guys are going to be talking about Top Gun. Can I tease it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. The guys are going to be talking about Top Gun tonight. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick on the movie zone tonight. And uh, there are some great movies that are shelved right Love now it. that we're all just kind of waiting on. Again, 855-340-9663 to jump on with us. Dr. Gee, are, are you ready and okay to jump out to more phone calls? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's jump out to the phone lines and go to Caleb. You're up next with Dr. Gee. Go ahead, Caleb. Hey, how's it going? So I'm actually calling about um, an injury for my daughter. So she's 12 years old. And she dances and has had to pretty much give up dancing because of her knee. She's gone in to, like, um, to get physical therapy, and she's gotten steroid shots in her knee, and the steroid shots have helped. But it's, like, randomly, like, she can play on it, and then a couple days later... She can't, and it's sore, and, yeah, she's just in a lot of pain. Hmm. Just out of nowhere. It gets swollen, and I'm like, and pretty much everybody tells her, like, they can't say anything, though. They've done MRIs on it, and she feels like Um, she's... Stuck, and I'm like, "There's no way, no one has an answer." Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What? Um, or sorry, how old is your daughter? She's twelve. She's twelve. Okay. Um, and it, on the MRIs, nothing has been shown as far as anything like that. Right. Yep. And they said, so one doctor said, pretty much she's going to have to wait until. She stops growing till like she's eighteen or something, and I'm thinking there's no way that can be true. Yeah, yeah, I would wonder about that. Um, 
Does she get uh, any symptoms in other joints? In other joints? Or just that knee? No, yeah. just that knee. It's I guess it's in the back of her knee. Um, and at the, So in the back part of her knee and then right in the bottom in the front of her knee. And it, like, she won't be doing any physical activity and it's just all of a sudden swollen. And... Um, she's like had been on crutches for like two days. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's so, definitely I mean, a tough, a tough one. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, it, no, you'd. Uh, I I can feel for you as a parent. That's got to be it's got to be really tough. Um, so okay, it, it is always tough in in younger kids just because of the fact that. There's there's things you can do, you know, interventions you can do, but you don't want to mess with growth plates and you don't want to mess with cartilage if you don't have to. Um, you know, I would be concerned about that swelling that she's getting spontaneously, you know, and have they ever done any, um, has anybody ever drained fluid out of her knee when it's been swollen? Um, I don't think so. I know that she's had steroid shots i think twice and that like yeah has pretty much the only time that has helped Jeez. so really like yeah. super defeated so, and i feel like yeah. with all the smart people out there like there's someone has to <laughs> have an answer well and so one of the things I would, and the reason I was kind of asking about other joints is I would wonder about, you know, when you do an MRI, that basically shows you the structure of the knee. It shows you where the parts are and, and maybe all the parts are in the right place. Um, but there are other reasons for the knee to get swollen and, and to have pain in there. And sometimes um, it may even be that there's, um, you know, some under, underlying autoimmune condition or something like that, that, uh, you know, like rheumatoid arthritis or something like that, where you get some inflammation in the joint from other causes. Um, okay. Typically, you might expect she'd have other symptoms in her, you know, other joints, but sometimes it, it can be just to one joint. Um, so that may be something to look into, um, especially when it swells up like that, that you can take some fluid out and sometimes in that, uh, send that to the lab where they can do an analysis of it and see if there's anything there that looks like it might be causing the, the swelling. Um, as well, sometimes some blood tests, um, just seeing if she has any markers for inflammatory processes that might be contributing to her situation. Um, so that's, that's, I don't know if you've investigated those kind of avenues, but that may be something else to look at as a, as a potential cause. I couldn't hear it at the very end. Say that last part. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say that I don't know if you've looked at sort of rheumatologic or, or other autoimmune conditions as a possible cause. But that may be something to look at, you know, uh, kind of stepping back and saying maybe the knee is structurally fine, uh, but maybe there are other blood tests or other things that need to be done to see if okay. that could be causing what's it, going on. Dr. Geek, is it possible that, that that type of situation would only present in a single joint? So it, it's 
it's definitely less common. You're usually going to expect it to be in more than one joint, but that's where, you know, it's got to start somewhere. And so it's always possible. Um, and when you run into a scenario when, you know, a kid's struggling like this and it's, it's so uh, limiting, you, I think we've got to take a step back and, and look at other potential uh, causes. When you hear the symptoms, does it, does it deeply concern you? You know, it, it's, it is concerning that if she's not doing any activity and it swells up like that, um, that is concerning. You know, I, I don't know, uh, most of the time if it were something structurally in the knee, maybe she's pinching the lining of the knee or something like that, you would expect it to come with activity. Uh, but coming out of nowhere like that, that's a little concerning. Yeah, that's how I feel. And at first I thought, oh, she just doesn't want to dance. You know, it's mental, you know. But yeah. uh, as time went on and I, I realized, I mean, because she wasn't doing any physical activity, you know, and even the physical, physical therapy wasn't really helping. And, and now I just hear where she, like, hears her friends dancing and she can't. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I've got to come up yeah. with a solution. Yeah, I got to say, dancers are a, another unique group because they, they dance so much and they, they put a lot into it, you know, and, and if it's something yes. that she's not able to dance and she's even stopped doing it and it's still symptomatic, you know, that's, I got to wonder if something else isn't going on. Hmm. Okay. So, like, who would I, like, go to, do, like, just, who would you recommend to go get this blood work done? Or, so, it'd probably, be, yeah, it'd probably be a rheumatologist is what I would uh, look at doing. Um, okay. Rheumatology. Yeah, they deal with things like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis or other kind of autoimmune conditions. And, and they may need to do some testing to rule some things out, but I think that's one more thing that you should look at um, where she's continuing to have those symptoms like that and nobody can figure out why. Uh, Dr. Gee, is this something that can be seen in, in the open clinic or is this, is this not uh, a fit for that? You know, it, it wouldn't be unreasonable to, to see it in the open clinic if, for example, like if her knee really swelled up all of a sudden and, you know, obviously it takes months to get into rheumatology. I think that'd be a perfect time to come up to the open clinic, have them look at the knee and say, yeah, it is really swollen. That, and, and we can do an ultrasound and figure out where that fluid is and drain it out and, and get that process kind of started. Um, definitely at the open clinic, we can't, you know, they're not going to do the entire uh, rheumatology workup, but that's something that we can at least uh, look at it while it's acutely inflamed and, and irritated and try to figure that out. And, and I, I asked that, Kayla, because room, like like Dr. Gee said, sometimes, you know, getting into a rheumatologist can be an extended period of time, and, and maybe now is a good time to wait and get into one, but with this clinic, you you know, where you get some checkups and some tests and, and these, these physicians get to look at that knee, it, it really might be a good start as well if if you do get some inflammation and, and you can get her in there okay and and doc, I, I, and, and, and dr gee will you will you give him the times because the the times have now gone back to a more normal base yeah yeah they are so from monday through thursday next starting next week um it's going to be from 4 p.m till 8 p.m and then on fridays it's 12 p.m till 6 p.m so, 
in that time, Caleb, it's a walk in, and you can bring her in, and you know, you you come in, and and you can get seen pretty quickly, and at least get a jumping off point, and and see if that's what you're looking at, where you do need that blood work and and need something a little bit more in depth. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And what's the what's the name of the clinic? Sorry. It's just the Ortho Injury Clinic, and it's. Ortho. Yep, Ortho Injury Clinic, and it's at the corner of Wakara Way and Foothill Drive. It's the University of Utah Health Clinic at the corner oh. of Wakara Way and Foothill Drive. And again, that's just a walk-in service that the University okay. of Utah uh, provides to our, our listeners and, and to the general public. And, and it's a great opportunity to be seen without having to schedule a... a um, an appointment. And I also want to remind you, if you can, call before you, you go in, 801-997-9955. There's a couple of tweaks since the, the COVID-19 response, but they can still get you in there, and, and hopefully they can get you seen. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Um, that is one of the more peculiar calls I think I've taken in the nine, eight years of Doc Talk, Dr. <laughs> Gee. I, that, I, yeah, I, I, I can't put my finger on that one. For sure, yeah, and it's that's very tough to see, you know, exactly what's going on. But it sounds like everything they've done has looked okay, but it continues to swell like that. Um, And and I was going to say it's really hard. I I see a lot of patients that, you know, they'll tell me, "Oh, last week it was so swollen and and red, and now it looks fine." Um, And that's what's great about the injury clinic is you can go in that day, and they can look at it. You don't have to wait several days for the appointment. So. Well, Dr. Gee, that wraps it up for Doc Talk, and thank you so much for taking your time, and thank you so much for taking so many phone calls, and we appreciate your, your knowledge and your patience and your willingness to do this. Oh, yeah, you bet. My pleasure. That's Dr. Chris Gee, one of the best at the University of Utah Health. This has been Doc Talk. Keep it right here on 97.5, 12 the zone for the movie zone.